so back to video games. Um, Welcome to the yeah. Midwest Game Nerds podcast. No, <laughs> Go for it. I don't care. Do it. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds podcast. I'm your host John, and I'm sick. And here with me today is Alex. Hello. And Brian is back. Hey. And he is more engaged than ever. <laughs> totally. Today we're going to talk about some Game Award nominees. And some other stuff we've been playing. Alex has a handful of things. Brian got a Switch Lite. It's pretty cool. But before we get to all of that, you can find all the places you can listen to the show. Check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. I'm high on cough syrup. The Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. The Patreon supports all the shows on our network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. <laughs> Thanks to JCK, Tom Z, David O, Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks of joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. Side Quests, where we veer off outside of the realm of video games into food, beverages, movies, TV, and more. Join our Patreon to get those episodes a week early. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Alex, any bumpers for the network? Yes. The Horror Movie Your Book Boys talked about Saw X, and they did a bracket of the Saw movies, so please check that out. They also have a tiny terror out where uh, Willie talks about uh, who's going to be appearing at the Motor City Comic Con as he's planning to attend. I assume he will talk about attending on the he following He did attend. Side. It was like uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. The, on, on the next Tiny Terror, he will probably oh, okay. talk about his experiences would be my guess. Uh, and I unfortunately did not listen ahead on the episode to find out uh, what they're talking about next time. So it's going to be a surprise to me as well. But all that at horrormovieyearbook.com. Check it out. Check it. Check it out. What have we been playing? What are you playing on your Xbox or on your PlayStation or on your Nintendo Switch? What you've been playing? Brian, I'm going to go first and I'm going to put you in the middle and then I can finish it off so I can break up the amount of time I'm going to talk. It shouldn't, it's probably not going to be that long. All I right, promise. let me get a pillow. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I've beaten Spider-Man 2. I'm very close to getting the platinum. Uh, I've played about 31 hours of the game. It's very that good. That seems like a pretty reasonable platinum for that kind of game. If it's 31 hours and you're close to it, Sony's really good about that with a lot of their games recently. Of like, if you just even, you know, finish the game, you're probably at least halfway, if not more, to the platinum. And yeah. so it's it's very easy to want to like mop up the rest of the open world cruft and finish it off but um no the game is very good i enjoyed the story very much it wasn't particularly surprising so i still think like i still prefer spider-man the first in the sense of like i didn't expect them to go as far as they did with the story that they did um but it it's not because the story's bad it's just kind of it didn't surprise me as much as I wanted it to. Um, but I do think they put their own spin on it. Don't want to spoil anything. So hopefully uh, people uh, are enjoying Spider-Man 2 like I did. It was very good. Brian, you look like you have a question. Or you're yawning. I think I was yawning. Okay. 
<laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, um, no problem. Spider-Man. Glad I can <laughs> Uh, well, next I'll move on to Super Mario RPG Remake, which came out on Friday um, and is a remake of the Super Nintendo uh, classic Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Came out for the Switch, um, and it's good. It's it's just that game in full 3D. And uh, they did a nice new, like, orchestrated version of the soundtrack that you can switch between the two in the menu, so that's kind of fun. That's cool. But uh, this is the, like, progenitor of, like, paper the Paper Mario series and the Mario and Luigi games. And so, like, if you've liked any of those, this is the first of those because it's an RPG. And if you... Uh, hit A at the right second when Mario's about to hit the guy. You do extra damage and things like that. So I think they've added a little bit in terms of, like, <clears throat> there's a little bit more to the battle system with, like, uh, trio attacks of some kind or triple moves and also um, the uh, if you do get that, like, quick time event hit, you can also damage the surrounding enemies as well, which is kind of nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it plays quite well. It's not super tutorialized. It's not like a modern Nintendo game. It feels more like a super Nintendo game. Um, and I've liked it so far. I never finished the original. I barely started the original. I'm probably further in the 40 minutes that I've played of this new one than I ever got before in the original one. So I'm excited to play through that. And, um, and See how it goes. But, Brian, you got a Switch Lite. Yeah. And Super Mario Wonder, which I've talked about yes. a little bit. But how is your experience, number one, with the console, and number two, with the new Super Mario Wonder game? Um, It is noticeably lighter than the regular Switch, which is cool. It's 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 just definitely more comfortable to play in handheld yeah but that's good because that's the only way you can play it <laughs> um so yeah it kind of negates the whole switch name in a way <laughs> like what what makes it more comfortable as a handheld is it i mean it's smaller right so it does yeah. it just like because i always it, felt like the size of the switch was difficult it felt cr like the joystick the the joystick placement versus like your thumb resting placement and like being able to switch between the other buttons directional or a b x y always felt cramped to me on the on yeah. the uh, the Joy-Con. I haven't really compared them, and it's been a long time since I've played on a regular Switch. Um, but From it it to me it seems more immediately comfortable, and I think. Part of that is that it has a real, like, directional pad, and I, the Switch does not, does it? It has, like, No, four, it just has, yeah, like, the, the buttons. buttons. Yeah, yeah. 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 that yeah. makes a huge difference. Okay. Because um, you I can kind of like, rest, you can rest between them and, like, toggle, like, you're, you can tilt your thumb accordingly as opposed to, like, having to physically press the button. Yeah. Yeah, I find cool. that to be way more comfortable, especially playing something like Super Mario Wonder, where right. I definitely prefer the D-pad over the analog stick. Um, 
Yeah, the buttons and the sticks feel just a little better to me, but I mean, maybe I, I could be wrong. Maybe they're pretty much the same other than the D-pad, but I don't know. I, I, from what I recall, playing only a demo unit in the store, so it's got the like security tag dock thing in it. Um, th- if it's a, it's a fair amount lighter, and I feel like yes. it's easier to kind of rest it on your fingertips. Whereas with the with the full switch, you want a little bit more of your hands behind it to hold it more. Um, and it might be a little bit uncomfortable because you're like resting it on your pinkies or something like that is kind of how I end up holding it. Yeah. Um, and so I think the light one can kind of just be on your fingertips a little bit more. You can be a little more agile with your thumbs because you're not supporting so much weight with the rest of your hands, that kind of situation too. Mm-hmm. And I'd say the only bummer is like if I would have gotten a full switch, I would have gotten the OLED and that, would have had the better screen obviously but mm. the screen's good enough for handheld it's fine um i basically went this route instead of buying an oled switch because i mean this the light was cheaper and they keep teasing like various websites keep teasing that there's going to be a new nintendo console next year so i'm like at this point i don't really want to buy the switch oled for 350 dollars Mm-hmm. I just kind of want to play games occasionally, and I was about to go on vacation, and I hadn't had a chance to play games that for like a week because I was just busy working, and uh, so like yeah, I picked one up, and the one very disappointing thing to me is when I logged into my account, I realized that Nintendo only keeps your shit in the cloud for like 90 days or 180 days or something. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. So I lost all of my saves. So I'm never going to finish uh, Breath, Breath of the, of the Wild. Wild now. <laughs> I'm not starting from scratch. Uh, I should have, yeah, I should have kept the SD card and kept my shit on there, but I, I think I just sold it with my Nintendo Switch. So that's, I don't even that's necessarily... a huge bummer know that you can just put the new SD card in even, you know, really? like I feel like it might be a situation where they require a format anyway, so I don't know that that would have saved you. Mm. They do have like a console transfer tool that will transfer most things and it tells you what it won't transfer, but I don't, I think I, I don't know that you can hot swap SD cards between different consoles. Yeah. Well, if that's well, any comfort, I guess. Sucks. Uh, on the plus side, I don't have to rebuy that game now. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually own that one digitally. I did. I own, I think, Splatoon 2, Mario Maker, digitally, uh, Into the Breach, some other stuff, Sonic. Well, honestly, Tears of the Kingdom is pretty loose when it comes to being a sequel. In terms of like, yeah, I mean that's pretty line. true. Zelda Zelda fashion is like it's not directly tied, but it is like. Well, it's like it's it that and like a link between worlds and Zelda two are the only like direct sequels that there have been to Zelda games. But it's 
still very, very loose. So yeah. if you are feeling the need, I think, you know, I, I, I've been playing enough Tears of the Kingdom to the point where I'm like, I didn't remember much of any of Breath of the Wild, even the landmass. Like, I still feel like I find things that I think are new, but would probably still be in Breath of the Wild if I went back to look at it. Yeah. So I think I mean, you, you'd be safe picking up Tears of the Kingdom without finishing Tears of the Kingdom is definitely one of the games I wanted to switch for again, but that's that's a game that I might have a hard time playing handheld for too long. Yeah, but that that's, that's fine. Fair. I'm just I, I I basically picked this up like this would be nice to have for traveling and more casual gaming is what I was thinking. I miss having that option. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and I feel like uh, two hundred is like a very reasonable price point for what you get. For sure. Um, I mean, it's like way better than that PlayStation thing that's out. Whatever the hell that's called, yeah. where you can't even leave your house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Super Mario Wonder is delightful so far. It's like just super cool. Like. It's fun. I mean, it's not too difficult, at least not yet. Um, and uh, it has a lot of new things implemented into it, I feel like. Like the the different uh, caps or whatever you can... Or what are the they? Power not power up. They have No, they have like a... Oh, an, the badges, you mean. Badges, yeah. The badges, badges? Are, are a cool thing. So you can kind of equip, I guess, one at a time... And it gives you an extra ability or whatnot. And then um, just the style of it is really awesome and uh, very trippy at times. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just cool that they, uh, I feel like they stuck to the tried and true Mario formula, but like kind of blew it out in all directions, like just trying new things. Have you played at, at all time. with it connected to the internet? No, but I did listen to this podcast and heard you talk about it. And I was okay. like, oh, okay, I should probably do that. But you probably need Nintendo Online for that, which I haven't resubscribed to yet. I don't think you do. Because I, I think you do if you're going to actually play with other people. But my, my guess is that the, like, standy and, like, assisting other people kind of thing is... yeah. Most likely available to everybody, but I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, I'll uh, probably check that out. I'm not super far in it. I like. I think I went through the little intro area and then the next area of the map. So I'm in like the third one, I guess. Is uh, it all? Have you been to like a castle yet? Yeah, I okay. beat one castle. I think. Okay. Yeah, because I think I've gone. It's like. There's, there's like a hub world that you get to after finishing that first set mm-hmm. of levels, and then you can, it. There's a couple levels you beat in the hub, and then you go back into like another spoke. It seems like I've in, I'm in like the second spoke of like ice and water level type stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, and there's a subterranean level or yeah. area that has levels that I explored. Um. I like that you get to pick the character you play to, even though I don't think it actually makes any difference on the gameplay, but it's just kind of a neat thing that you don't actually have to play as Mario or Luigi. You can play as like, I think eight different characters or something. 
Yeah, there's only there's two uh Yoshi and Nabbit are two characters that can carry other characters. So I think oh. they're kind of marketed as like a hey, if you want to be the parent that's helping your kid along, play as oh. Yoshi and then you can you can be you can help get him, but you know, who wants to play as Yoshi? Uh no I mean if you're a Yoshi's Yoshi. Island fan then nobody's never a Yoshi's Island fan. I mean I think, I don't know, I debate about this a lot internally, whether I like Super Mario World or Mario 3 the best. Because That's an easy choice for me because I never played Super Mario World, so it's, it's Super Mario Bros. Oh, Bros. you're missing out. Just, <laughs> I mean, for one thing, Yoshi's in it, and yeah. it's just, uh, yeah, that one's awesome. You really need to play that. I probably should. I was obsessed with going to service merchandise as a kid to play the demo unit just to play that game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember that. Because I didn't know anybody that had a Super Nintendo. Like, yeah. uh, my buddy Rob had a Sega Genesis and, like, a Commodore 64 and a television. But did he didn't you, have um, anything did you try, else. Did you try the Virtual Boy in service merchandise? No, I never I, saw it there. I specifically remember using the Virtual Boy in service <laughs> merchandise over at Tell 12 Mall. Like, nice. I, I, I have, I'm sure I was uh, there so, when you did it. Yeah. But. I we I used to buy a lot of stuff as service merchandise. They had good deals on Legos most of the time. Yeah. And that's where that's I bought I my, my first, like, CD player stereo from my room, the sound design one that I had, uh, that I used to pirate uh, radio play off of the... I would, I would <laughs> record it. I would record the radio to uh, cassette tapes, and then I would use them in my Walkman at school and listen to, like, all my radio music all the time. But, uh, yeah, I, I distinctly remember... The uh the Virtual Boy being set up on like one of those like retail shelving units like as a it, that was the display basically and you could use it I I uh, have uh like I I can picture it all it's all very vivid in my mind very vivid memories. You, you mentioned the, Tel Twelve and the thing that my brain goes to when I think about Tel Twelve is Media Play and Media Play. I feel yeah. like I can very vividly remember walking around Media Play. And seeing a PS1 copy of fucking Einhander in yeah. the in the fucking you know plastic case that the the anti theft case and, and like that, I, that's that game's probably worth like eight hundred dollars now like yeah it's ridiculous but also like I don't know there's just something about media play like I've talked to Nick about it too and been like man fucking media play like you had fucking seven gift cards that you've been saving up for yeah. like two years and you're like I'm gonna buy something today and how useless the second floor was like there was nothing <laughs> up there like nobody you I can smell media play like I can smell it in my memories <laughs> I don't know if I can smell it but I just oh god it just it brings back the most intense wave of nostalgia for me just thinking about fucking media play I specifically remember going to Tell 12 Mall, and uh, every time I would hang out with Nan, if if we were home for school for the day or whatever, she would always take us to the mall, and I remember her always wanting to get Taco Bell, <laughs> and we would we would we'd go and get chicken soft tacos and pig out on chicken soft tacos, and that's when they were the good chicken soft tacos before this Fresca bullshit came out mm. that they have. Get mm. out of here with that nonsense! I want those disgusting chicken in a bag chicken soft tacos, like. <laughs> Those are so good. Anyways. <sighs> video so, Brian, games. you're liking Super Mario Wonder. 
Yes. Yeah, that was a weird tangent. Sorry. That's good. That's um, good. Yeah, I was going to even go further than that. I was like, hey, guys, remember Layaway? That was weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, now, yeah. now it's just fucking uh, every store offers you financing on that's, any purchase. That's the thing. There's there's probably a whole generation of of uh, people who only know of service merchandise as the place where Jack White bought his guitar from. Like, I think there's entire oh. generations of people where you would say service merchandise, and they'd be like, "What the? F- oh. <laughs> that's a that's a brand name i wonder why they don't exist anymore like service merchandise what does also, that even fucking mean how amazing that you can buy a guitar a set of lego and yeah, like video games video fucking, games and like boy, all in the same place and a, a coat. vacuum i mean it basically <laughs> it was the precursor to best buy ultimately the is funny what it thing was. is is we say all these things and i'm like this is why they're not a business anymore <laughs> yeah and back in like the 1800s, you could buy a house from them and have it, and, the, and like you would drop it off, and you could build it yourself. It's not. I mean, Sears. Well, no, yeah, no, service Se- merchandise had homes too. I'm pretty sure Sears, I think, did that. I, I yeah. thought I thought service merchandise did it too. I don't think maybe they've been around that long, but maybe Montgomery. I'm have to deep dive the fucking God. Yeah, now I'm gonna history go on. of service merchandise. <laughs> the Midwest gamers just turns into fucking millennials talking to. Zoomers about fucking service merchandise. <laughs> this is this is now the side quest about old timey department stores. <laughs> I mean, that would be an interesting like podcast to have is one that just talks about the history dude, of department dude, stores. There was a fucking YouTube hole I could go down right now that just had pictures oh of fucking god. old service merchandise setups. Oh my fucking god! I'm sure there is. I would be up until three in the morning tonight, just like here's what well, Montgomery Ward looked link. like. And here's Jesus. the J.C. Penny Christmas catalog. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, anyways, <sighs> back to yeah. video games. Yeah. Um, yeah Anything else so you want to mention? Brian? I do. I've, you know, I've been wanting to go on a little bit of a rant for weeks now about. Oh, here it goes. Fucking Call of Duty Modern Warfare <laughs> Three. Hmm. I don't own it, even though Discord says I'm playing it sometimes, and you want to know why. (laughs) Because it gets confused, as do I sometimes, when I launch my own game, my own Modern Warfare 2 from last year, or the year before, whenever the hell it came out. Um, Anyways, they... At some point before the beta started, I think it was, for Modern Warfare 3, they... Uh, Activision updated the launcher for Modern Warfare 2 and just turned it into Call of Duty HQ. Mm, Yeah. And it launches Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare 3 and advertises some other stuff that you can maybe launch through there. I'm not really sure. Um, So basically, they just made my game larger and bloated it with crap I don't own. Like, I'm pretty sure Modern Warfare 3 is downloaded to my computer. Because when that game came out, I suddenly had like a 70 or 80 gig update. (laughs) And I didn't get anything new for the game I actually owned. I feel like you should be able to uninstall it somehow. (laughs) but I don't know. I gotta figure that out. Yeah. Um, 
So, which reminds me, I'm gonna go uninstall Warzone right now. <laughs> <laughs> so when I launch my game now, it actually well the cod the cod HQ starts in basically what looks like Modern Warfare 3 by default, and I can't figure out a way to change it. I should probably Google it, but I, I'm assuming there isn't a way to do it right now until they get enough backlash about it. Um, and then I have to scroll down like three tiers to find Modern Warfare 2, the game I actually want to play that I actually own, or at least I own the rights to play it. Um, and uh, then I click that, and then it relaunches into the game I fucking own. <laughs> so now it takes me twice as long to start playing th the game I want to play. And it advertises, you know, it, it, it shows all the Modern Warfare 3 stuff first. And like, you know, in hopes that you'll buy it. Or maybe even accidentally, it seems. <laughs> um, Your child will hit the wrong button. And, okay, so that's the first part of the rant. That that's fucking bullshit. I feel slighted. <laughs> and, uh... Also, Modern Warfare 3 is a joke. I cannot believe they're charging $70 for it. I know what's... in in it i have weirdly i haven't read many reviews and i haven't read anybody talking about the launcher thing that i have talked about in their reviews because they only did um, it to you man <laughs> but like the reviews are bad because they should be because the game has 15 maps that are all old for multiplayer which is why i didn't buy it because i don't want to spend 70 dollars to play only old maps from Modern Warfare 2, the original. And also, does that make any sense? That they put them in Modern Warfare 3 when they're from Modern Warfare 2? No, it doesn't. <laughs> and apparently the campaign's like three or four hours long, and half of it is just like weird open world kind of-ish stuff. Yeah, I, I heard basically they tried to take some of the Warzone type stuff and work it into a single player, like open world campaign kind of thing. Which, yeah, you know, whatever. No, I haven't heard great things. I've heard that it's very much just it. It shows its ass as the fact that it was once just a map pack for the previous game and. uh you know, but the other thing I've heard is that the the cynical view is that this is just Activision fulfilling part of its obligation to Sony to bring the next several Call of Duty games to PlayStation still. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, let's just make it a full game again instead of doing a map pack. But, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, it's just very shady. I don't appreciate it. I'd say I'm not giving them money anymore, but I just bought <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War for $20 because it was on sale. Because I wanted to play Call of Duty again, I'm getting really irritated with the Modern Warfare 2 situation, the launcher situation. You're the fucking problem. And I'm just kind of <laughs> sick of the game. I don't want to give them money, but I'll give them different money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give them money for that. But yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Which well, I don't know. Did you happen to see what I posted in the Discord for the Game Nerds uh, last night? Mm, no, I don't think so. If you make two three-plus-dollar purchases at Little Caesars right now, you get what I have to assume is the most obnoxious skin next to the Nicki Minaj one or whatever the fuck that they're selling. But you have a pizza slicer on your fucking tactical vest alongside <laughs> a patch of fucking uh, crazy bread sticks uh, with eyes on them for some reason. And that alone is almost they're crazy, enough. dude. That's How else almost are you supposed enough. to visualize that they're the crazy? The bread is crazy. No, no, no. I'm just saying I'm the fact that the patch is there is what I'm being saying the, for some reason to It's almost enough to make me want to play Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 because I want to stab somebody with an orange pizza slicer. That sounds pretty great, actually. What everybody is actually really irritated about, including myself, is there's like a Groot skin. And it's like it blends in with natural looking... Backdrops. You can stand by trees and not and be seen. I, I believe at one point it was actually half like transparent oh, because my of the nature of Groot, and uh, that was a huge problem. And they patched it to make it like more solid. But I do feel like everybody that uses that skin does better, so it's kind of like a pay-to-win situation. <laughs> They're just harder to hit. I swear. That's ridiculous. That's, yeah, I want to be there the day where they're like, oh shit, we need to remove all the trees from our maps. Because <laughs> they all look like Groot. But no, they wouldn't even care to do that. So, Dude, the, the yeah. charm that you can get with the hot and ready thing is like the pizza <laughs> with the skull out of pepperonis is pretty cool. I don't know that I saw that. <laughs> yeah, it, like <laughs> when, you, when you make your first qualifying purchase, you get a charm for your weapons that is a pizza and there's a bunch of pepperonis making a skull on the pizza. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, I'm saving up my free COD points. I get very sparingly from the battle pass, the free battle pass, to buy the Doom pack because that's just sweet. You, it, just, I just, you get the super shotgun and it's animated like Doom, where it's like that's sweet. four frames or whatever that's pretty <laughs> of rad. animation. I wish it has the, the uh, same sound. I wish I wish the operator skin like I wish when uh, you enter the game or whatever it, it has like a voiceover that's like I'm hot and ready like <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I, I want to know. I want to see. I, I like is th- there's got to be footage of this somewhere because I want to see if the animation for like a fucking melee is is the a fucking cutter. pizza slicer. Because if it is, that's oh too I'm good. sure it is. I what hope, these I fucking... hope they do like the four like like the four cuts like ja, 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 ja. <laughs> like. Like you cut the guy and the body just like it's like yeah, a fucking like, anime where like the yeah. body bursts into eight pieces. <laughs> or like that, you can what if you can roll out up of the to realm a, of possibility. You could roll up to a dead body and pizza cut it. Like <laughs> there there are what weapons is, that make people blow up into confetti. I was playing the other day and I'm pretty sure I saw someone shoot up in the sky like a fucking firework. That just sounds like, like Fortnite. I would say it's, yeah, the, it's basically Fortnite like the, now. It's the Chinese ridiculous. version of the game where they can't have blood and like guts, <laughs> so they just they blow up into confetti. Like, oh, do do are like this picture that I posted? There's like meatballs as grenades. I think is that what those are? I don't know, but like, what else would it be? Is it like is it pucks of fucking pepperoni you can't or get something? Meatballs like, from so- uh, sausage, so- Italian sausage, little balls. Caesars. 
Could be sausage balls. I mean, the other thing, it could be like wings or whatever. I'm pretty sure they do wings like every pizza place does. But Which channel did you put that in? Was that it's in the, the Game Nerds. The News the Game Nerds channel. No, it's in the, it's in the, oh, the Patreon. One? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. in the Patreon. Yeah. And did I you take that in the lobby of yes. Little Caesars? <laughs> yes, I did. Because Nicole was like, I want some fucking crazy bread last night. So we got some crazy bread. But Awesome. That's and then so I saw good. this, and I was like, this is the first thing that's ever made me want to play Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, I'm sorry that they ruined Call of Duty. Yeah, it's okay. Shouldn't be playing that anyway. The You're only like, reason I'm, I'm, I'm playing Call of Duty <laughs> is because nobody makes Twitch shooters anymore. And that's like the closest thing at this at the moment. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I don't want to play a Battle Royale all the time. That's kind of like the only, probably the only reason that they started to do better-ish again. Like, I feel like they've pulled a little bit out of the tailspin that they were in, but not that it would be a tailspin. They were probably still making fucking bank, but anyway. Anything else, Brian? Uh, I did play something. Oh, just more Baldur's Gate 3. I'm in the third act now. Well, I'm sure we'll I'm talk in more Baldur's Gate. about Baldur's Gate 3 in the news with the Game Awards. But, um, I played, uh, our listener Tom, who uh, shared with Nick and I that he will be a father in January. Congratulations, oh, congratulations Tom. Congratulations, Tom. Congrats. Um, beckoned us in in the channel to play a game together and so uh he and nick and i downloaded aliens fire team elite which is a free playstation plus game this month and um it is a live service like left for dead ish aliens game um, there's like four or five campaigns that you can play through, and some of them seem to be like multiple segments, like a traditional Left 4 Dead style segment or, or level campaign, I guess. And others of them are shorter. We played through like the first two, and um, we had a good time. Like the shooting feels pretty good. It honestly made me miss Destiny a little bit, and I said that, and Tom was like, that is the first thing that I said when I booted this game up as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, the cool shit is, is that this particular developer who I'm going to look up their name, uh, they also did a Terminator game that was somewhat well received and, um, they've certainly paid attention to the things that made aliens cool. The second film in the series, because like, they have different character classes, a lot like the different colonial Marines that are in the movie. And Nick was playing as the guy and was using the auto rifle weapon that like is the fucking assault rifle. That's on like a steady cam arm that's in that movie. And basically he was saying that it can basically auto aim. And if you're just it's staring down, gun. yeah, it's the smart gun. And if you're staring down like a lane and there's aliens coming at you, then it will shoot them all. And that's pretty fucking awesome. It works as advertised. Um, and so you basically go through these levels 
fighting off aliens and at different points there'll be like choke points or something like that and they'll throw a bunch of aliens at you from both sides and you have to be watching each other's sixes to make sure that nobody's getting like uh mauled and if somebody does get mauled you can attack the that alien to get them free again that type of thing it's just uh it's kind of aliens left for dead and it works pretty well yeah i i you know i don't I don't think this game hit it particularly big. It came out two years ago. Um, the developer is Cold Iron Studios. Terminator Resistance is the game that they previously put out that was coolly, mildly received. But people, some people, there are their fans. There are fans of it. Um, I think they did a very good job of like bringing the aliens' experience to the screen. I think in the way that like Alien Isolation fits alien very well this aliens game fits aliens very well because they're two very different movies and they're two very different games i feel like nobody's even talking about this alien game like at all i heard about it when it came out but uh yeah it's two years old at this point and the only reason i'm talking about it is because it was free this month and tom wanted to play it you know yeah so i i downloaded it i just i ended up falling asleep before i could get on to play with you guys (laughs) Yeah, it, the thing is, it's like, it's only three players, and it's not oh, like, really? uh, yeah, it's not, there's just not like a PvP even like like Left 4 Dead has, yeah. it's just kind of the PvE levels of a Left 4 Dead game. But it's fun enough that, like, I know Nick said that he was probably going to boot it up a few more times and play stuff, and I think he was going to encourage Gojo to download it too, and so it seems like there might be opportunities for us to kind of, you know... Yeah play a, diff- a few different parties playing together and switch people in and out, that type of stuff. Um, That's cool. But yeah, it was fun. Worth checking out if you have PlayStation Plus, for sure. <clears throat> and right then finally, as soon as I wrapped Spider-Man 2, I immediately went to the PlayStation Store and purchased Alan Wake 2. Oh. It's so fucking good, guys. It's so good. <laughs> It's so fucking good. I don't yeah. even I've only played like an hour of it, but god fucking damn it is it good. It's beautiful. It's I like Remedy after playing Control, I don't know that Remedy can make a bad game anymore. Like let alone that stupid fucking campaign that they hopefully cashed a good check on for that Crossfire X game or whatever. Um but it's just perfect. It, there's nothing not to like about it. I've completed one chapter. The cinematography in the game is great. They do the same thing that they did in Control, where they are bringing some uh, some full motion video into the game, but they work it in in such cool and interesting ways. Where like you'll have these like overlays of Alan's close up face as he's speaking the words that Saga Anderson is reading off of a page, that type of thing. And it's just so brilliantly put together. Looks great. Sounds great. Plays fantastic on PlayStation five in uh, in performance mode. And, uh, I just, you know, it's, it's really good. That's all I really can say about it yeah, at this I've, point. Yeah, I've, I've only heard good things about it. Um, the Triple Click people said great things about it. And one of the things Kirk Hamilton talked about was how he he's not sure how a game like this, specifically with the full motion video stuff being incorporated, could 
run on older hardware anyways because you it's like it requires these faster ssds and everything built into the systems and i mean on top of just the you know the raw processing power needed but uh the read write speeds need to be fast enough too well to do that not only stuff. that the um like so you can play you can play as i haven't played as alan yet but there are two playable characters one of them is saga anderson who's an fbi agent <clears throat> And her partner is Alex Casey, who is the agent that the FBI agent that Alan Wake got famous writing about Hmm. named Alex Casey, who was actually a stand in for Max Payne because Max Payne is owned by like 2K or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) technically. So your partner as Saga Anderson looks like Max Payne and is voiced by the guy that voiced Max Payne because he is basically max he's Payne. supposed to be max Payne. yes and That's so ridiculous. like that is fucking incredible but anyway you can play as saga and you play as alan and i think alan's stuff he's in he's still in like the dark place or whatever they call it the the dark side i can't remember and then saga is in the real world investigating some like cult ritualistic murder that happens in bright falls and for her like as a as an investigator, you can go to her mind place, which is her version of a mind palace, where you literally hit the trackpad on the PS5 button and it immediately loads into like the field house cabin that they're staying in, but it's her brain's representation of it, and you are putting up photos on the wall of like pieces of evidence and characters oh. and some of their testimony and things like that. And it's not like you are like putting it together in a way that makes sense to yourself. The game very much has specific places where each of these want to go. And it, it makes a good amount of sense to me at least, but like, um, it, it loads like that. There's no load. You just hit yeah. the trackpad and the, the game specifically tells you the other part of the game is not paused when you go into the mind place. Like, Things are still happening, like, Alex Casey will still be walking to where he's walking if you go into the mind place while he's walking. And so, the fact that they basically have two distinct environments in memory at all time is mind-blowing. Like, it's technology that would not have worked, like you said, John, on older machines or anything like that. So that is incredible shit. Like, I've heard people very dissatisfied that, like, you can't run this game with a 1080, but like literally no version of this game performance or fidelity doesn't use ray tracing. There's ray tracing in this game period. So you have to have something higher than a 1080 to play the game on PC. And so like, it's just, it's, it's weird. It's almost like Alan Wake 2 is the first actual next-gen game that's come out so far. <laughs> but it's uh, it shows it. It looks really good. It looks incredible. And Ooh. it's on uh, Remedy's North Light. Well, it's kind of like uh, it was that, that game that we all... I don't know if we all briefly played it, but the medium had that built into it, yes. too, where you yep. could swap between worlds Ooh. and stuff. And then the latest... Um, uh, Lords of the Fallen is the same way, where it's like you there are two worlds simultaneously happening, and like you have to hold up the torch or like the lantern or whatever to view the other world as you're in yeah. it or whatever. Like that's such a cool 
like thing to be able to do and like the fact that the technology exists for for developers to do that now is is just incredible so well and one thing that i kept forgetting to mention about spider-man 2 is that the fast travel is incredible because when you unlock it for an area you literally go into the map and you hold down triangle for less than like two seconds and it's like the transition is just your map goes away and it's spider-man swinging into the buildings where your map like indicator was when you hit the fast travel button huh it's it's nuts it's incredible to see and there are some people that are like oh yeah they made you hold down triangle because they need that for load time and then there was a developer from insomniac that was like no we tried to make it an instant press and like in play testing people said that was too fast like because you're <laughs> swinging as spider-man so you need to start holding down r2 to keep swinging and like so having some level of transition was like for the player's comfortability we need to give you a second to understand you are going to be put into that position to start swinging again um, that's that's so, pretty crazy to like not yeah. quite um to like not not quite be able to handle the the speed that what it's capable of you know yeah that's that's pretty incredible yeah quite literally programming for human comfortability rather than literally actually using the power that is available yeah for sure but anyway alan wake 2 i'm very early on i'm excited to play more and i will talk about it more later on hopefully you guys can check it out at some point when you are able to as well i would like Um, to yeah cool Sweet. I haven't played anything other than I restarted Control in an effort to try and understand that universe again before purchasing Alan Wake. So, yeah. No, I I certainly, there was part of me while I was like, because I didn't want to buy Alan Wake till I was done with Spider-Man. I was like, but I never played Control on PS5, so what if I just installed that? And I almost did it, but... Maybe yeah, because I have Alan it. Wake. I have it for free from PSN. Yep. And uh, I installed the PS5 version. It looks incredible. I mean, it looked I mean, incredible before. Control on a computer with a 3080 looks pretty good. Didn't you guys yeah, play no, it I'm, that way a bit? I yeah, I did. Oh, I did. Um, yeah. And I'm sure it probably looks better now with updates to performance and things like that. Um, but it's uh, it just feels great with a controller again like playing it on ps5 feels really good um i i just like uh everything about that game is great like the the setting the narrative the voice acting the acting because it's all motion captured like mm-hmm. um the music is cool like the ambiance like the shooting feels great. Everything about that game. There's not a single bad. The only bad thing I, that's probably exists in that game is the fact that your hand will cramp up when you start using all the powers at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're, you you're like, sitting there holding the controller, throwing up gang signs, like trying to make the blood <laughs> symbol. But like you're, you're like lifting a shield and flying in the air and launching an enemy across the room. And then like shooting the gun, like all at the same time. Like that's yeah, that game that game's good. It's it's really sure. good. So I'm excited to, to 
actually play through it again. If I just I want to do the ashtray maze again. I need to relive yeah. that. It kind yeah, of I think sparked an interest in brutalist architecture for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The oldest house is very awesome in that regard. Um I think that PS5 free version is the ultimate edition as well, so it should yes. have all I the have DLC. Everything, in all too. the DLC. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I I beat that game on Series X. No, excuse me. Xbox One X when it came out. And then I beat it again with the DLC through on PC through the Epic Store. And I want to play it again on PS5. Because I'm sure I'll have withdrawals when I'm done with Alan Wake, basically. It, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just too good. Anyways. For sure. Uh, the Game Awards. The nominees were announced this past week. And we're going to go through them real quick and maybe call out potential winners i don't know how you guys want to do it but we're not going to go through all of them because there's like a whole third of them that are just garbage esports nonsense that we don't care about so unless they all 30 31 categories on uh on the game awards website i don't think we're going to do all those 10 of them don't say anything about rainbow six so we're just gonna skip them (laughs) yeah Uh, Uh, yeah i'm i'm on the variety website because it seemed the easiest to navigate. Mm-hmm. And they start right at the top with Game of the Year. Uh, they're calling out Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I think they're going to give it to Baldur's Gate 3. I think. Yeah, but that's a stacked fucking category, it's, man. It is like, super stacked based off of response. Like, I mean, uh, to me off the top of the dome the three that can't hang are spider-man 2 resident evil 4 and super mario brothers wonder i think it's a three-man race between alan wake 2 baldur's gate 3 and tears of the kingdom and i think any three of those any of those three could could take it but i know that there's been like baldur's gate just, is the biggest like indie darling groundswell that's, that there that's could where ever i be. feel like they'll give it game of the years because it is the absolute most unexpected like success story out of the like everyone knew tears of the kingdom was going to be good and alan wake the fact that they they were given the chance to make a second alan wake game like probably says a lot about it but Baldur's gate 3 like transcends normal gamer like it's it again it's like skyrim did it brought people in who don't normally play games like play video games to play video games because somehow Dungeons and Dragons has become this incredible like uh I mean it's always been popular to an extent but it's like more popular than it ever has been prior to Baldur's Gate 3 dropping and now it's like Baldur's Gate 3 is like the easiest level of access to a Dungeons and Dragons video game I guess yeah I think Stranger Things helped probably yeah Yeah. that's true (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think um, the only like potential weakness I see is recency bias like Alan Wake Alan Wake came out as these votes are coming in and like the fact that it made it on the list but it just came out is pretty incredible Um, so I don't know but I the thing is I'd be happy with pretty much any game in that category winning is the thing like i there's no disappointment for me there but i feel like i feel like it's very likely Baldur's gate will win i just uh 
Yeah, I don't know. It should, but it won't. You don't think it will? I don't think it will either. Because you just, you don't have any faith in the world? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. It's my game of the year. Oh, wait, no, I can't say that yet. Shh. I'm just kidding, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. We'll have to talk about game of the year, because I don't know that enough of us have played five whole games. (laughs) Which is sad, but. That's for another time. I don't know if I'll finish it before the end of the year. Hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah, if we uh, keep moving here. Best game direction, same thing. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Mario Bros. Wonder, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, no Resident Evil 4, which, fine. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of, like, best game direction, like, I... I out of the... Th- five of those like i think the most interesting would be alan wake but i don't know i think tears of the kingdom is maybe the weirdest zelda that's ever been and i think it works surprisingly well in a way that like i think it could win there you know it'd be interesting to see if they if people did like uh baller's gate wins game of the year but alan wake or legend of zelda get best game direction even though like if a game is well directed Shouldn't it be the game of the year? I don't know. Right. Yeah, Uh, we'll see. Best adaptation, Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, Super Mario Brothers movie, and Twisted Metal. Uh, I feel like they're going to give it to The Last of Us. Yeah, the... uh, I was going to say the Next Lander guys were joking that this was just invented by Jeff Keighley to give The Last of Us an award because he's like best friends with Troy Baker and Neil Druckmann. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's hard to argue that they should get it anyways, but... I don't know, Gran Turismo is pretty sick. I heard the Castlevania anime, like the Nocturne anime is really good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's Is that out now? It is. It's got a pretty solid pedigree, so... Yeah, I really loved the Castlevania series. Yeah, very good. Um, best narrative, Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty, Final Fantasy 16, Spider-Man 2. Um, I, yeah, I, again, I don't, I don't know. I feel like giving best narrative to Baldur's Gate 3 is, like, kind of rough because a lot of that is kind of built as you play it. It, I mean, it does have, like, a through line, for everything but as a an open world like role playing game you kind of build it yourself in a way I don't know yeah but I think it's like they still had to craft those different paths you know right True. so yeah. I think it could go either I, I would say that's an Alan Wake 2 Baller's Gate 3 cyberpunk situation I don't think Final Fantasy 16 or Spider-Man are going to win that but I can't see them giving best narrative to a DLC that's so, the weird thing is that like it's all it's almost like a weird like make good for cyberpunk it's like hey guess what this game is good yeah well, i don't i mean the the witcher dlcs have really strong narratives so i don't see why they couldn't give it to the cyberpunk dlc Maybe i mean that's why this is like one of the few categories where it did punch, punch maybe it's, I guess maybe because it's a it. 
because it's a big enough chunk of DLC that it counts as its own level of narrative as opposed to just being like a 10 hour add on. Like this is like, yeah, I mean, I think it's like 20, 30 hours. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I think it's like 30 hours of additional content roughly. Uh, yeah. So, I don't, the thing is, I don't know. I wouldn't say that it's not eligible or something. Like, I think that's stupid. That's like fucking people yeah, being excluded I, I'm from not, Oscars categories for dumb it reasons. Ineligible. I just think like, I mean, do they have... I don't remember if they have, like, a best add-on, like, additional DLC content category. Probably not, but... Um, as I'm going through all these, but... Doesn't look like it. Yeah. So, um... I'm, I'm voting on them, too, as I go through these, by the way, because you can vote <laughs> on the website. Uh, best Art Direction, Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and Tears of the Kingdom... Um, I don't feel like any of these are particularly groundbreaking necessarily, except maybe Alan Wake 2 because of all the graphical advancements that it's had. Like, Hi-Fi Rush is cool, but it's just cel-shaded animation. Lies of P looks like Bloodborne. Super Mario Brothers Wonder looks like a Super Mario game, and Tears of the Kingdom looks just like Breath of the Wild. <laughs> so, I'm not sure where to go with that one. Yeah. Maybe Hard Alan Wake 2. I don't know. I could see that. Um, I do think Hi-Fi Rush kind of comes out at a time when cel-shaded stuff is not in vogue anymore. And looked. I think it looked very distinctive compared to most other games this it, year. It was pretty cool. I'm, I should have played it a little more. But, uh, you know, too many games this year. I found it difficult, yeah. man. The gimmick it, of doing everything difficult. in yeah. rhythm like made it hard. Like it was, it was no not rhythm. an easy game. Very pasty. <laughs> you may have heard on Clap School previously that Brian has no rhythm. Uh, speaking of Clap School and no rhythm, best score in music: <laughs> Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three, Final Fantasy Sixteen, Hi-Fi Rush, and Legend of Zelda. Uh, again, I. They, these all have great music in them, at least the mm -hmm. ones that I've played definitely do. Um, so I'm not sure who would win this necessarily. But it's a lot like it's funny because we talk about how many games came out this year and it's like we're only going to uh, like talk about five of them at a time. And it's the same five <laughs> every category, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of that recency bias, I think, in a lot of the stuff. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting seeing Hi-Fi Rush on it because that came out earlier in the year. Yeah, it's certainly stuck in people's minds at the right. very least. So, um, Best audio design, Alan Wake 2, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4. Not sure uh, where that went. I mean, I'm assuming there's lots of cool spatial audio shit going on in like Dead Space and Alan Wake specifically and probably Resident Evil 2. I mean, I remember Resident Evil 4 on GameCube having cool like weird disembodied voices coming from weird directions that you could then turn to and face and see whatever. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I, you know, and Alan Wake's stuff with like that's the one thing where I think it's been a little bit weird, but it might be more my audio setup. I don't know. It's hard to yeah. say. But uh, Best performance for Ben Starr for Final Fantasy sixteen, Cameron Monaghan for Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Idris Elba for Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty, Melanie LeBird for Alan Wake 2, 
Neil Newbon for Baldur's Gate 3, Yuri Lowenthal for Marvel Spider-Man 2. Um, I haven't played most of these, so <laughs> yeah, I Melanie, can't, at least half of them. Melanie Libbard in Alan Wake 2 is Saga Anderson, main, okay. the second main character. Neil Newbon for Baldur's Gate, that's Asterian, I think, his voice okay. actor. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty solid. Yeah, everybody thirsts for the vampire, so I think... He, he might win. <laughs> be cool to see like Cameron Monaghan win though, just because like he's uh he's an actual like physical actor in like Hollywood. Yeah, or Idris for that matter. I think yeah. Ben Starr is like he's like he and Cameron Monaghan are on a similar level. Ben Starr, or excuse me, Idris Elba would be like a like a you know like they've had Keanu show up, so it's not out of the realm of possibility, but. I don't know that he would attend just to potentially get an award, especially considering that Hollywood is just getting back to work after the strikes. So, and is he a gamer too? Like, I don't know. I assume. I, I like. I assume most of these actors that get involved in games do game themselves to some extent. Depends but, on how big the money dump truck is when it pulls up to the house. Right. Uh, let's see. Innovation in accessibility. Diablo 4, Forza, Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, Street Fighter 6. Couldn't tell you. Uh, I'm not sure what their accessibility options are. Uh, most likely some form of uh, colorblindness. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, a lot of those games are, are getting a lot more granular, so it's cool. But... And then, yeah, I'm not going to go through all of these, I guess. But best ongoing is a game, is a category we've looked at in the past. Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy, is it 14? Yeah, 14. Fortnite mm-hmm. and Genshin Impact. Uh, they'll probably give it to Genshin Impact or Fortnite this time around, I think. I don't know. I feel like Cyberpunk <laughs> might get it because most people are like, fuck live service games. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Uh, it's weird that it's there. <laughs> it's my, but it's this. I guess this is more the make good for like, hey, you fixed it, right? But I don't know. Uh, best community support: Baldur's Gate, Cyberpunk, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen, and No Man's Sky. Um, I could see him going back to No Man's Sky because it's still kicking. <laughs> um, has a fantastic community behind it. Best independent game, Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. It's probably going to go to Sea of Stars or Dave the Diver. I feel like I've heard more people talking about those two games than any of the others. I've never heard of Sea of Stars, but Dave the Diver I've heard a lot about. Uh, Jason Schreier, Jason Shrek on uh, Click <laughs> Triple Click said he, he was like raving about Sea of Stars because it's a very old school like Nintendo, Super Nintendo style like RPG um, no. yeah, Nobody both, has time for that. On both Game Pass and PlayStation Plus for free. Yeah. Oh. Uh, best debut indie game, Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, and Viewfinder. I don't know what Pizza Tower is, but I'm going to have to find out now. <laughs> um, Where's Starfield best, at? It's it, Starfield got snubbed the whole awards. It's not anywhere on here. Uh, Were you asking for oh, debut Oh, wait, no, indie? I lied. It's under best RPG. <laughs> they gave, They put it under best RPG. Uh, with Baldur's Gate 3, which is it's going to lose to that for sure. Uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy 16, Liza P, and Sea of Stars again. Um, 
best mobile game, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Honkai, Star Rail. I don't know what that is, but Reddit is all over that shit. Um, uh, that's Hello the it, uh, that one that's free to play game. That's like Genshin Impact. It's like Genshin yeah. Impact. It looks yeah. way cooler than Genshin Impact to me. Uh, Hello Kitty Island Adventure. <laughs> okay. Monster <laughs> Hunter Now and Terra Nil. Uh, best AR VR game: Gran Turismo Seven, Humanity, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Resident Evil Village VR mode, and Synapse. Uh, I uh, again, Gran Turismo Seven, I think, is like a VR seller for Sony right now. the The Horizon Call of the Mountain uh, demo was very cool. I meant to cash in the code and pull out the whole thing, but I haven't had time, so can't really say. But I want to play all of those games in VR. I just yeah can't (laughs) i will i will not play resident evil in vr ever again i want to play it so bad (laughs) i can't do it uh best action game armored core fires rubicon dead island 2 ghost runner 2 hi-fi rush and remnant 2 um i feel like remnant 2 is the one that got the most praise out of these I've heard so, a lot of love for Hi-Fi Rush and for Armored Core from the podcast that again, I listen to. Surprising so. to see Hi-Fi Rush in a lot of these categories, really. Yeah. Um, best action adventure game: Alan Wake Two, Spider-Man Two, Resident Evil Four, Jedi Survivor, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a toss-up in that category again. I can't like I know Resident Evil Four keeps popping up, but I really can't see them giving like anything to a remake, really. It's standing on the on the shoulders of that original yeah. game so squarely. I feel like it would be a missed opportunity. Like it is a very, very, very good game, but so was the first one. So yeah, uh, we already went over Baldur's or best RPG with Baldur's Gate. That's gonna <laughs> win Baldur's for sure. The best Baldur's <laughs> Gate, uh, best fighting game, God of Rock. Don't even know what that is. Mortal Kombat One, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, Pocket Bravery, and Street Fighter Six. I feel like Street Fighter Six like came in hot and then fell off somehow. I think it's still there, you know. I think uh I've like I don't know if it's just the Reddit community for Mortal Kombat, but from what I've seen I feel like uh the player base has turned on that one yeah. quite a bit. So I bet it's Street Fighter. Uh, I'm going to skip to best sim strategy game because I found it interesting that three of them are Nintendo games. Advanced Wars 1 and 2, City Skylines 2, Company Heroes 3, Fire Emblem Engage, and Pikmin 4. Not sure who's going to get that one. Probably not City Skylines 2 because that one got shit on at launch. Um, It's a weird mix, man. Yeah, I feel like Pikmin maybe, but I could be wrong. Best Sports Racing, EA Sports FC 24, F1 23, Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, Turbocharged, and The Crew Motorfest. They'll probably give it to F1 23 because F1 is having like a major thing right now. Um, Like they they just started the F1 like series in in Las Vegas, which they've never done F1 in America, I guess. Yeah. Um, Hulu's releasing a documentary on that one team. That uh, Keanu Reeves is actually uh, narrating. Oh, that's cool. As well, yeah, that's, sounds good. Well, there was there was like a Netflix show, wasn't there? That kind of launched all of it during the pandemic. That got everybody all hyped on F one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, all the that, all the Reddit nerds might, on to F1. might go to F one. Don't know. Um, best multiplayer presented by Discord. 
uh, Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Party Animals, don't even know what that is, Street Fighter 6, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I find it interesting that, like, Street Fighter 6 is being com- considered a multiplayer game, but, like, I mean, it's 1v1, whatever, uh, so I don't know. But I also yeah, don't know any. I don't know anybody playing Baldur's Gate three multiplayer necessarily. I, maybe some people in Jordan's group. I want group. to so bad. <laughs> no, nobody is. Well, uh, actually, Zach is. I forgot about that. Like with a consistent group of people. Yeah, is, but not cool. very often. I guess just like a couple yeah. hours at a time, once or twice a week or whatever. But um, I really want to do that. Yeah. Maybe we can do that. We can set up a game night to do that on the regular. That'd be fun. Uh, I should probably install it on my PC because I've been playing it on on the Steam Deck. Uh, best, I'm sorry, most anticipated game: Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades II, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken Eight. I'm gonna say it's probably Final Fantasy VII. It's gonna it's between that and the Star Wars game, but I know probably, Hades but Hades II fucking, had some serious love. Oh, Hades II, man. Shoot it into my veins. I just <laughs> yeah. want it. Where is now. it? They're gonna do early access next year, so they'll probably open it up at the game awards. Because isn't he like Jeff Keeley's homies with Supergiant or Supermassive that, or whoever it is? That's where they first announced the early access for the first Hades. I think was yeah. when was for Game Awards. So wouldn't that would be cool? But I think that'd be a little early. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, content creator of the year, nobody cares. Best nobody esports cares. game, nobody, nobody cares. cares about any of these games except for PUBG Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are all the esports ones that nobody cares about. Best esports athlete, like who gives a shit? Like best esports team, nobody cares anymore. Best esports coach, like who who cares? Like who really? Like who gives a shit about the coach? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody cares about the sport. Why would I care about the coach, you know? Yeah. So, and then at the bottom of this article, it says, read more about Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, and the Game Awards. So, clearly, Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3 are going to sweep most categories. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We will yeah, definitely be, be watching uh, the Game Awards. So Yeah. By our next episode, I think. Uh, no. The one after that, I think. When is the Game Awards? December something. Where is it? Uh, December seventh. So yeah, you know that's what we'll I see. Or maybe 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 we'll end up delaying that episode to come out after the game awards since it'll be that same week. But yeah, we'll see. We'll figure it out. Anyways, very cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's it for this episode. I think. Yeah, I don't know. There's, I mean, there's been plenty of news. Uh, there's, there's a Steam Deck OLED. It looks really nice. I don't need one at all, but of course I want one. I'm not gonna get it though. You say Better that have a Steam Deck, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Me either. We'll, maybe we'll, we'll talk some news next time. Maybe, or maybe we'll delay. I don't remember. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I just work here. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) 
Uh, you can find all the places to listen to the show. Check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. Patreon. Patreon supports all the shows on our network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month. Help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to JSK, Tom Z, David O, and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks to join the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. Side Quests are where we veer off outside the realm of video games into food, beverages, movies, TV, and more. Join our Patreon to get those episodes a week early. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. And uh, yeah, just uh, be ready for the next episode. And check out the Game Awards if you haven't before. And uh, let us know what you think about how awesome the Dorito Pope is in his Mountain Dew glory. Um, Yeah, that's all I have for now. Talk to you guys next time. Peace. Peace.